Nightmare Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. Welcome to episode 8383 of Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. If you, I'm just going to give the the intro to people who may have never listened to this show before or just started. We are a hardcore radio show. We're a radio show first. If you're listening to us as a podcast, shout out to you. The Shout out to everyone who fucking listens. Live, not but uh, just so you get this straight, we are nothing new. Uh, I've personally been doing the show. I interned on it back in college radio in 2013. Took it over 2014. I've been doing it for the past six years. And prior to that, um, had um, two previous hosts. Um, two of those who are currently doing like a popular metal show in uh, Seattle, Washington. So... We've been Dead Air's been doing its thing for a very long time. It's just been the last few years since we've been doing it solely as an online. Um, it's been an online presence and podcast only f- since uh, 2017. So shout out to y'all. So I can see where some people will uh, think that we are just kind of following some of the uh, older or I mean the newer and popular podcasts out there right now. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of uh, hardcore entertainment out there these days, and if you're choosing me, you know, that's dope. Um, We just chill. We play hardcore music. I don't make it too complicated. Um, I just 
I just play what I like and I tell you that I like it and I tell you to check it out and we don't I try not to go on too many uh, tangents. I am a I am a fan of hardcore music, plain and simple. I am no expert by any means. You can tell if you've listened before and heard my stuttering and I try my best to uh, to do the bands that I play justice and try to give them the best shout outs as possible. This is a this is a, a simple, a modest and a simple, modest and honest um, podcast and uh, radio show. So get ready. We're going to get this fucking shit started. Um, we started this off with uh, music from. So, OK, before I get too ahead of myself, um we're gonna play. We're gonna play um, all music that has been um, sent in to us today. It's either sent in or been in the queue for some time. Um, we have a couple. We're gonna start with a couple songs that have been just like kind of backed up for you know a, a couple weeks that I've gathered for the show. So because I want to get I want to get them out before we kind of I start looking for new music and moving on um, past that. Also, um, we have Anton from the Swedish vegan um, straight edge uh, band Dis- uh, Disavow. And we're going to talk about um, vegan straight edge. We're going to talk about Swedish hardcore. And then uh, see where it fucking goes from there. Anyway. Um, also, you'll see us start because I get distracted because my com- the computer at the studio sometimes uh, starts fucking up and skipping, and so my mind starts to skip at those points. So I appreciate people who uh, stick with me when I kind of go off the track. So, like I said, we're gonna do specifically like backlogged and. Um, Submission based music today um, Besides our main interview So we start off with a band that's been in the queue For Weeks and weeks at this point Um, Their record came out in October Um, A band from Olympia called Physique Um, If you're into the um, If you're in the northwest area um, And you you uh, and you're into the you know faster punk um, and raw D beat um, sound. You will probably you probably have seen this band or have heard this band. Um, this is their fourth and uh, latest release. They uh, they went on a year. It looks like they spent a good point of. Uh, a good part of uh, 2019 on tour, but uh, when we played the first track, "We Make Noise," and one thing, like I said this too about um, the Lexicon release, um, is the best word I have to describe when I hear like really blown out fuzzy vocals and just like. Everything is just super fucking fast and high energy. 
it's um I like you might not like this, but I I I, I say electrifying or shocking because like that I feel like that's the sound if if I were to fucking get electrocuted or like let's say I touch some like raw wiring or something or I or I tu- or I get electrocuted by touching a touching a wire or a fucking fence or or anything like that that's that's the sound I would like to hear personally as my fucking as my fucking flesh starts burning away I want to hear I want to hear um the sounds of physique's rhythm of brutality record so check it out rhythm of brutality is the uh latest uh release available on distort reality and stack shock records in so distort reality for the u.s and stack shock for anyone in europe so check the fuck out next um a band that's actually this is only been in the queue for maybe a week but i wanted to get it out there um a band uh i downloaded like i think yeah just like literally two weeks ago um ill communication uh so we played a band i think roughly you know a couple months back because we talked to marshall from the warriors and there were members of um of the warriors that had a kind of side project called ill communication not the same thing at all so this band um ill communication uh, this ill this ill communication is from Connecticut. Uh, self describes himself as uh, music for fans of uh, Outburst, Crown of Thorns, and Cold World. I definitely listening to it. There's a very a, a very modern tinge. So so I so I'm if I would in my mind listening to it, I would reverse that order. I, I get why in describing you wouldn't want to put that like first, but like for me, like listening to it, I hear cold, I hear cold world and overdrive. And also maybe, maybe crown of thorns is a, is a, is a main influencer in some of this music that I'm, that I'm definitely hearing. I'm definitely hearing a lot, a lot of um, crown of thorns and uh cold world. It's definitely, easy it's it's definitely like hard to avoid an outburst um influence when you are like a uh like a groovier new york stand um new york or east coast sounding hardcore band that has like an actual punk and hardcore influence so i can i can see like definitely there is a out an outburst influence in this uh music and there might be from um, the other song um, on the record. I've listened to maybe, like, I think I've listened to two. So so the other song might be a full outburst worship. I'm not 100% sure on that. But uh, I would say that, that that's a pretty on-point um, on description for the most part. All those bands definitely um, show up influence wise in this demo so check it out it's for free on dan on dan camp on Bandcamp. so we're going to play 
Your Excuses. That's the uh, second song on the on the demo. And then we're going to go straight into our uh, interview with Anton because we uh, time is of the essence for this episode. So you're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. This is Bear Mashup telling you to check out the brand new Bear website now. Go to BearHardcoreRadio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face. Alright, I wanted to make sure we got the levels okay. So we're uh, talking because... Uh, I think it was two weeks ago we talked to Dennis, and I apologize for that episode as well, because um, the Facebook um, the Facebook call should be came in loud and clear, but dude was on the toilet the entire time doing doing the interview, so I was just like, "What the hell?" And so I apologize for the quality. So I want to make sure this is very um, a very quality interview today because we're uh we're calling all the way to sweden we have anton who plays in the band disavow anton how you doing i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm sitting here drinking some tea heck yeah uh, late how is winter how is winter in uh 
it's it's a uh, winter time in Sweden. How's that? How's that? How's a February in uh, in your area? So, like, we pretty much had spring in through entire the entire winter months until now. Like just the other day, I woke up and it was like covered in snow outside. Uh, and now it's basically like if you're further up in Sweden there's like proper winter like winter wonderland and people go on snowboards and stuff but down on the west coast it's just like ice and just uh, watery goo on the ground and you like freeze all the time but it's not like any like cozy winter times it just uh, it just sucks altogether to have winter down here so it's kind of it's kind of like a yeah, it's kind of like up here. It's it's just cold, dark, and miserable in the north in the Pacific Northwest. There's it's not very. We're at sea level, so it doesn't snow, but so but it does just get cold and and dreary pretty much the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you so as far as like geographically and hardcore, um, I've. Sweden in general is going to be it's I'll I'll have a lot of questions because um from where I live in the world I uh I kind of see this whole this whole area with a um in a small lens because I I'm you know I haven't been there growing up I listened to yeah. like a, up until you know later I didn't you know find other bands um from from Sweden um until until like later into my twenties and and whatnot. But uh, as far as uh, is Gothenburg like a like kind of like a bigger like area in Sweden? Yeah, it's like uh, the second uh, biggest city in all of Sweden. Th- that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then so where where do you guys kind of um, where are you guys kind of located in that in that kind of area? Uh, like me and Robin, uh, basically live on the same side of town. Uh, it's a bit out of like the city center, uh, on the east, uh, northeast. Um, and, uh, Matthias lives a bit further, like towards the city center in maybe like the nicer uh parts of town maybe you should say uh and eli lives in berlin so uh we're a bit um scattered on that front and um so uh like getting into getting into music and getting into um your band listen so um when you started getting into music, um, did you um, solely get into it from a from a uh, like a Swedish lens from bands like um, Outlast, Final Exit, and bands and bands in in that lane, or um, were you looking more because you guys are in a a vegan straight edge um, band, or did you look more to um, uh, America or U.S. Um, like vegan straight edge bands when you started listening um, to this music? 
Uh, so I think my first like real um, uh, real like band that I got into that I knew was credited at the time uh, was Rise Against from um, uh, and before that it's just uh, a random amount of like punk bands uh, so like I got into I I was always like aware of Stradit and all that stuff but I didn't get into it until like my early 20s uh, as like an idea for myself um, so but like with bands that I like that had that sort of carried that sort of idea that was mainly uh, mainly American bands like um, Have Heart is a big example um, the Swedish band that I like got into that was straight edge was uh, Refused I liked a lot um, I was pretty happy when I got a chance to see them when they reunited they kind of pissed on the legacy with two crappy albums after that but oh, a, yeah I, I i completely agree is is like for sweden like so well as far as like america like like refused got so big over here like as a as a band um that it kind of became like to a point like that was the Swedish hardcore band. That was the band. That was nobody like saw past it. And like some in some punks over here, you know, didn't um, weren't about like weren't about it because like obviously they're so big doing something like um, a little bit different. And also obviously they came out with a record called um, the shape of punk to come and I feel like growing I feel like if I was if I was in the place I am at right now um hearing that hearing that record um I and just having the knowledge of punk and hardcore that I do now it'd be it'd be interesting because um be it just because like hearing that it's a bold it's a very bold statement but growing up like refused was my was actually my gateway into hardcore a hundred percent. So yeah, the so you, cool. yeah, you're saying like that they they definitely did. Um, how how are they? I guess to put my to uh, to rein in my question, how are they like viewed um, in their own area? So um, as a band now, I guess like. Uh, people still enjoy them like um, uh, more outside of like um, the the more active hardcore scene I would say uh, I wouldn't say like that they um, participate participate in any sort of like scene here uh, but they very much carry like that sort of legacy and if you like if I talk to my friends who were around at the time when they were kind of uh, getting uh, getting big, or before they were getting big and just touring a lot, uh, those people in that band were very much about like um, 
helping uh, other kids out with uh, how to book tours or um, how to promote the show properly or whatever. Um, so they they have like they have a very like I would say that they have a strong uh they they that they had a strong connection to hardcore and stuff when they were when they were starting as a band and um but nowadays like i think some most people find them a bit awkward maybe uh in hardcore uh but that can also be that people are very very like specific about their taste in hardcore and they um they have never like really been abandoned subscribed to just being one straight line one thing uh so i guess that turns a lot of people off that just want their hardcore to be just hardcore and i agree i agree with that i think some younger kids probably don't um look um kids that are maybe five ten years younger than me um probably don't look at um back at that at and have really any effect um but when i like i said like when i heard it for the first time that was one of my gateway bands into like punk and hardcore and so like i i look back at it um like with joy just because like it that that was a just like it was a cool moment like uh when everyone was listening to a lot of different stuff in the Northwest, I heard this and it kind of, um, you know, some, it, it connected some dots for me and opened me yeah. up to a whole world of like different music. But I could see like a, a kid that is listening back on music and not, not necessarily get what's going on or, or like want to get what um, refused was doing. But yeah. I think there uh, another thing with that, like uh, that that entire band, is that they kind of like more represent like um, an era of something. Like when we were up in um, in from that town where they're from in the north, uh, Umeå. There's like in in the museum in that city, they have like a big hardcore archive from that time when like. Hardcore got really big up in North Sweden, uh, and you kind of see how it's not just about like refuse; it's about like uh, Ambinanda and donuts and stuff like that. Uh, so I feel like that um, they kind of they carry a torch for some sort of um, uh, era in uh, in Sweden. I think. No, that. Yeah, and I, I I definitely agree. There's bands like that I you know that through that that I didn't know like existed from you know Sweden, like you said, um, like Avadanta and uh, like bands like also like re-listening to that that band and re-listening to Final Exit, like that stuff mm. just really it really. Uh, it aged really well. Like listening back, I was yeah. like, "Dang!" I was like, "Cause you'll listen back to bands that kind of influenced like new, like newer bands and how how it sound like, wow, this is 
sometimes there's bands that are like just stay in that lane and and because uh, I guess other bands that like if I were to think of Sweden um, like now are you know like are more like crustier tinted tinted bands more metal um, um, influenced hardcore bands like Disfear uh, Wolf Brigade. Um, stuff that's very that's very like thrashy, cr- um, crusty. So I feel like, and that, like I said, I look at I look at Sweden in a very, I guess I, I would say I have a very small lens from where I'm, from yeah. where I'm uh, looking. So, um, as far as like a newer band, as, as far as like a a band right now, um, vegan straight edge and like that aggressive hardcore, um, is want that's a that's you're one of the only bands that i that i personally know that's doing what you're doing from your area right now yeah but um that's uh we that's nice to hear about it it's like also like a lot of cool things going on in the swedish scene like um both existence and blood sermon are kind of up and coming bands that are really good um and i think uh, blood sermon blood sermon i know is a straight edge band um also and uh there's like a lot of like more punkier hardcore in stockholm uh that's very good as well like uh Bidu and uh power face axrash those kinds of bands so there's like a lot, a lot of cool, cool bands coming out uh, from Sweden, um, and um, like uh, I think people should check that more out than like just like revisit those those old old bands uh, because they like they had their time. I I ab- I absolutely, um, I absolutely agree. Uh, I guess like the way I'm I'm looking at it is for just like a lot of people who are listening to my show or US listeners that might um look at um Sweden in the same lens. It's kind of nice to have a have like a timeline and look and look yeah. back and look um back and then and but continue looking forward as well cuz obviously you don't want to st- it it is a very um I guess it is kind of a trap because I like for like podcasts and websites like me, we'll, we'll do something uh, that's like kind of nostalgic and we'll talk about nostalgic things. And then some people end up getting trapped in nostalgia and getting, and that's a, and that's definitely not what I want to do. I want to get people to listen because of, you know, for the history sake of hardcore, but also like, people to listen to new bands in your area like yourself newer bands like yourselves and the bands that you like just mentioned that I'll that I'm like bands that you've mentioned that I'm familiar with but obviously like it only just like in passing and just like hearing in hearing the names like bands that like okay I need to go actually listen to this stuff yeah um so when so Disavow, the first EP was 2017. So, when did you guys um, put your stuff together? Uh, it was kind of straight, uh, straight after um, 
uh, Anchor disbanded. Um, Matthias hit me up uh, about um, doing something together. He had like a couple of songs uh, that he had written and recorded and released on Bandcamp. Uh, and like uh, some sort of record uh, company uh, reached out to him and were kind of like interested in doing a demo release of that. And then um, he started talking to me about doing a proper band about it. Um, and then we invited Robin. And when we got together in the rehearsal space, it just became something entirely different. Um, and we just started working out of that, like, um, with the main goal of just doing, like, hardcore punk, uh, and not, um, not complicate things so much that we have done in, um, previous bands, trying to do something more, that felt more, um, new and fresh, maybe. Um, so we just wanted to do a band that felt like fun and easy um, and not as much like a headache over every single riff or every single drum beat. Um, and uh, it just went, it just went like increasingly well um, during touring and um, we got like good response from releasing the demo and then the EP. So um, we just, yeah, we just continue to doing the same thing. And um, I feel like when the album releasing that, um, we just written a bunch of songs that felt fun to write and uh, very proud of in the end. Let's uh, let's just uh, go into. Uh, like vegan, vegan straight edge. Um, so with uh, Sweden, like right now, like commercially, like veganism in the U.S. is like is like huge. I know in some parts of Europe, um, it is as well. Like so, how so? Like how is like kind of um, commercial veganism going? Like go? How does that? How is that in Sweden? It's uh, crazy huge. Um, yeah, it's really big. Like, um, it's become some sort of health trend, I guess. Um, and um, not maybe so much that, uh, like, it's all, let's everyone go vegan, but it's very much, uh, you should eat vegan food once a week or <laughs> twice a week or stuff like that. Um and it's good for your health, and it's good for the environment, and all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, you can basically go into like any store and get like a tofu or soy meat or uh, some sort of um, like um, snitchel version, vegan version. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very big right now. Is impossible or, or is impossible foods or uh, or beyond in that area? Uh, yeah, I've seen some restaurants serve like uh, Beyond Burgers. Um, so yeah, that's um, I've I've tried that uh, a bit, and I think 
they sold them at the supermarkets as well. Yeah, they like saturated um, the market uh, here in the U.S. Okay, <laughs> like a hundred percent. Like it's it's like you can't go to a restaurant without um them being like impossible or beyond. Like it's cool, and like I've talked to like some of my friends in the U.S. Like it's great for the for your like. Ta- for like towns are like for vegan straight edge people who are yeah who are broke or struggling and need or like working multiple jobs to have that like um to have that convenience because like it is yeah. it is hard like um to sometimes like wh- where i live like for the longest time like i if i was broke and, and busy i was just i was just eating straight up like um top ramen for like weeks on end because i didn't yeah. have, i didn't have the time to like cook myself uh, like a full meal or, or the money so like it is it is cool like that is coming in and like it is kind of a you know a food trend but um i don't know i see i don't see the same people i don't see it just like um the people around me just as like I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's but uh I don't know. Like I said, like you said, it's a it's a definitely a food trend and we'll see where it goes um for, you know, for the future, but I mean it's not going to change. I mean, it's not going to I'm vegan straight edge and it's mm-hmm. not going to change like what I do no matter what. So I'm going to keep doing the same thing I've I've been doing for the past 5 years, convenience or not yeah so yeah that's um for in sweden it's been kind of like convenient for a very long time now but it's happened very like very fast so i was like going back and forward being like vegetarian pescatarian for a while uh and then i just uh, uh like phased out everything and like one day I opened my fridge and just realized, okay, I don't have like any milk or cheese or that stuff at home. Maybe I should just like not have that anymore and not eat that anymore and try to try to try out to be vegan and see how that works. Um, and it's just, uh, it was like the easiest thing if you set your mind to it. The whole thing about like missing cheese or whatever i don't i don't really i don't really get that um i have friends who who like decided to okay i don't really care about this anymore i'm gonna start eating like this or that again um and um i guess like if you don't care about it you don't care about it but um i feel like when you just when you made those kinds of decisions i Feel it's pretty easy to to continue making because it's not it's not getting harder to be vegan in my opinion it's just getting easier and easier. Oh, a hundred percent. There's always it's very unless you straight up go into a butcher shop, like you're <laughs> you're gonna find a vegan option literally almost everywhere. Like every restaurant that didn't have a beyond option now does or beyond or impossible like for, yeah for me. What, what what do you feel about those burgers like do you do like okay it's awesome that they have them but um do you like eating them or what what's your what's your feeling about that because i feel 
I uh, I get uh, a bit like I think it I it feels funny in my mouth because it's like too similar to something that I don't want to put in my mouth. Here, I'm gonna lay out my my pros and cons right now of of Beyond and Impossible. Um, Impossible is just like it's so as far as me being um like vegan like it's we've we've definitely been like just as a society like specifically like in the u.s just conditioned to like eat meat so like so it's been it's just been a a cult it's just been like a cultural thing so like this was one day i do want to get off the the uh you know eating like fake meat and stuff like that because I love like I didn't love eating it, but it's like it's it's so it's something I guess so familiar and it makes it feel good that I'm not that I'm that I'm having something familiar, but with not the same consequences uh, on the earth or on, on animals. So I'm like, I I feel comfortable in that fact and eating. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of like impossible, there's a lot of things being. Um, pumped into that stuff that is unnatural and that just like with something new we have yet to see the consequences of yeah of some of these fake meats and these new unnatural unnatural substances that were because because some of them like with you know that are all vegan are definitely like good for you or organic or and have good and and leave a good eco footprint and are good for your body but some of them are just are just plant-based with other junk pumped into it and i think some of these companies are starting to get onto that food trend and some of us are not going to be paying attention to the other things that are in our foods especially no, with, I, with, I agree especially with having like an um like burger king is a big is a big company over here and you can get for right now you can get two um wa- two impossible whoppers for six dollars, which is like which is like nothing for vegan food. Like so so like there's gotta be some corners being cut to make to make this like cheap and affordable. Yeah, of course. I um and I don't know like um I guess like if you if you live in a tight budget you you won't be able to afford like those fancy eco-friendly uh, organic foods that the store is selling so I think it's nice that you that you get like the other thing as well um but to me it's like um it just feels weird to put something in my mouth that like kind of like reminds me so much of meat um and I and I'm that person that like still uh, picks food apart sometimes at restaurants because I'm so like, is this really vegan or is this chicken? I I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Um, like, so I I think it's a bit like um, it's a bit eerie. Yes, and there's some like uh, that I do like. Like I'll never have a problem with like the um like Satan and like that being like turned into bacon and stuff like that. And I do. And like, I'm, 
I'm all about like tofu scrambles or uh, um, do you have just egg over there? Uh, no, I haven't tried it, but uh, I know that some of my friends use it like in uh, baked baked goods and stuff. Yeah, you can use just egg for that, or for like I make breakfast sandwiches with it. Um, my partner has made me like bre- like amazing like breakfast sandwiches with like just egg. But like like I said, it's it's all about like like I've been in like like this point in my life where I've just been like working working doing the show working so it's like this this is also like this conversation's making me like think of other conversations where i'm like like i need to just now that like there's so much more vegan stuff i still need to pay attention to what's also in that vegan stuff um yeah it's it's cool and like i try to like avoid palm oil um, products too to you know, for, for reasons of like clear cutting and stuff. And like, and like I said, environmental, like leaving a good eco footprint. Um, so, but I also like, I don't want to like die at 40 because I wasn't paying attention to the stuff being pumped into my, um, impossible Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. So, that so that's my that's my uh my thing on on veganisms but um so vegan so vegan straight edge it's a rare it's it's like in the US um specifically at least at least from the Pacific Northwest stand, standpoint i feel like i can i can count the amount of vegan straight edge people um on my hand and i i think you even know some of them because you because uh disavow toured with uh a little bit with uh wake of humanity yeah yeah so you know you know almost the same amount of people that are vegan straight edge in the pacific (laughs) northwest as i do (laughs) that's crazy um because you also so you also toured with uh I think Greg Greg from Trial was doing some stuff yeah. with you guys too. Um, here's the thing: I love Greg. I don't i i i count him as a Northwest as a Seattle guy, but I feel like he's just a hardcore guy because he's he's never for as long as I've like been listening to Trial and talking to him, knowing his existence. He's never in one place. He is always anytime I've talked I talk to Greg, he is in some other part of the world. Yeah, he seems to be like on his feet a lot. Um I would say as well. Um, Which is like I, a, a cool way to live. Like for like where like where I would want to see myself like you know moving forward and getting older is like that's that's a that's an awesome like i won't i want to travel i want to do like all this you know help make an impact on on the world as well as get to just you know play my play my punk hardcore music yeah uh yeah that's i i think that's like kind of um the general goal for many many hardcore bands that just kind of like want to see different places and tour 
uh, and play shitty basements uh, in front of like five to twenty people and don't care about it because they're just happy to be out seeing new places um, and playing something they enjoy playing. Uh, so when you see someone who who actually like uh, committed to that full time in some way, um, maybe not like exclusively like hardcore things, but you know, travels a lot or uh, like continuously doing like seeing new places and doing new stuff. You, I feel I feel that's very, like very inspiring to see someone like. Um, not um, that that don't seem that um, what should you say like um, um, I have trouble coming up with the right words right now um, uh, hindered maybe by like general life to yeah. do what they want to do. I completely I completely agree with that statement um, because that's I feel like that. Like there are people who are just visitors of hardcore and visitors of punk and like just because they like what they're seeing and it's like they're not in. But I feel like some people who are like lifers and love um, just love hardcore from the inside out. They see the people that have um, that have visited and, you know, have been have, you know, came came and went after a couple years and now are doing um in are pursuing their careers and their and a lot of them like think oh man maybe this is what i have to do now maybe i need to stop going to shows and maybe i need to like just get it together and give up hardcore i'm like you don't have to you can do both it's not it's yeah it's very possible you can be do hardcore in some capacity whether it's like i'm busy as hell and i'm not doing any music right now so but i'm still doing this radio show and this podcast and I'm and people are still like running distros, doing zines, booking shows and still have like very um, extensive nine to five jobs. Yeah. And still make so, it, make it happen. Cause like, um, I, I listened a bit to um, the episode that you did with uh, MJ the other day. Uh, and you talked about like um, Baptist that had some 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 member that does like social work um, or something like that. And um, in Sweden, there's like uh, the the vast majority of everyone in hardcore do like some sort of like work in social work or have are like some sort of sociology major or are teachers or like do something like more like a positive thing with the, their um, sort of work life as well uh, and I feel like it's very it's very like um, inspiring to be around people who who feel that uh, and like you can like that's the thing with hardcore that you can be a part of part of it and love it and play music with it without it being like a sole career like something that you're supposed to make like a lot of money from and pay the rent and stuff like that because like 
if that's the goal with doing music, uh, I feel it corrupts very much like the joy of it very fast. These things can go hand in hand, and you can get um, inspired by things that that grow in hardcore and in these rooms, and and um, they can they can help your day to day life. They can help your they can. Um, they can help your work and your career. And then also like for social working, like vice versa, like that's, that's awesome. Like being able to go into things that, um, you know, that help people. I know quite a few people in the Northwest that, um, you know, that do that or have fully emerged themselves in, um, in social work. So it's, it's very cool. Um, very cool thing to see. And I think it's just like with, uh, the U.S. being such a large place, um, I think you get a lot of differing views um, depending on what you know coast you're on. Because like with uh, like the East Coast, there's there's a so many different types of like hardcore and, and music, and a lot of and a lot of like that's where a lot of New York and tough guy hardcore is. So some so sometimes like uh, I think if you listen to a certain like type of hardcore, you sometimes like don't get like inspired to do the, like, like the say like the same stuff. And some people like, like I see, I see some people just be like, like growled and be like gr- grouchy message board, hardcore people. And, oh yeah. That's <laughs> the worst. Instead of actually being, instead of, you know, actually being like, and that's their, and that's their contribution getting uh getting older is is telling is telling people what what music sucks and what and and what is good and i'm just like and i'm seeing i'm i'm seeing it reemerge with like facebook groups and it's and it and sometimes i'm just like huh. so i get i so i i know like certain areas at least in the u.s like where where there's kind of just a disconnection from from all of from all of that, like where like people just are like like not like don't don't care about what's going on. They're just like nothing matters, and they don't and they don't see any reason tr- needing to uh, better their lives or contribute in any way. Yeah, that sounds very nihilistic. <laughs> there, I, I'm, I I know I. And I and I completely like and I I noticed that there's a lot of people like that are just uh you know that are just like that being like it is it is what it is and I'm just like I try not to let that you know get to me because there is like I think there there's something in um in just like bettering yourself for and bettering other people that enriching and just that is um. I think an important part of just like our lives and 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 growth. Like I feel like some of those thoughts can just um stunt the the natural progression um of of life and doesn't it doesn't yeah. help and doesn't help anything or anyone or doesn't solve any problems by just saying all this doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like um for for one like the one of the main reasons i got into hardcore music is probably a more 
a more positive message um, because like a lot of the bands um, that I listened to before as a teenager maybe didn't say so much about anything um, and the thing about Harko was that it was kind of more it felt more empowering more uplifting to listen to um, and um, but like on the other side of that uh, there can also be like um, uh, you can meet a lot of people who have some sort of um, like um, sorry uh, if I'm taking time struggling with the words um, um, kind of like naive look at things sometimes Perfect. Um, that's exactly what I was basically with my rambling. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. A very, a very childish look at, at, at life and hardcore. And just like, cause I, I had that same thought process, like getting like, cause in my mid twenties, I, my, my teens and early twenties, I was religious and, I've got out of religion in my early to mid twenties. And then that's when, you know, you start, if you were in religion, you start to think like, Oh man, like there isn't, I don't have this belief system. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen or where my life is going. So sometimes you get into those thoughts, like nothing, nothing in the long, in long term matters. But, I think just like mentally, if it's something that's important, like all you can do is like, you got to do the best with the information you got at hand. You got, you could, you got to do best with what you have in your environment. And I think doing your best to do, I, I think it is important to do good around, uh, you know, your community and for, um, for people around you. And I think it's good to like do something that, um, that helps you personally grow like hardcore yeah. with, with the, you know, the message, whether it's going to a show or doing a zine or starting a hardcore band. I think it, it might not feel like to somebody else important in the long scheme of things, but I think what's happening what's happening in the moment for you is is or for anyone personally is is important and i think like that's how you can make the most of it yeah it's like kind of like doing something constructive with a bunch of negative energy instead of just um sitting on your ass uh, feeling that everything sucks um still like even like the whole thing about like nothing matters, I feel like that 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 idea can also be kind of like turned into something positive. Uh, because like if nothing matters, you can also opt to choose what you think matters. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's kind of I don't really know if I subscribe to that idea, but I've I've heard that like been thrown around, and I think that that's sort of. Um, and I a, f a thing about nihilism that really that really 
the people people just stop at the whole thing like nothing matters, so I should just um, not care instead of like nothing matters, so I can actually choose what to care about. Um, so uh, yeah, um, just to I just felt <laughs> I just felt like to throw that in there because uh, I feel that uh, that's um, a view worth exploring if. Um, if you're feeling a bit um, discouraged from everything. Um. Absolutely. And I guess to reel it back into what I was like kind of getting at was just like, so with like vegan, like, like vegan straight edge, it just depends on in, in the U S where, you know, how many, like where you lie, um, how how big the movement is. And like I said, for Northwest, uh, I would say I can count on my hands the amount of vegan um, straight edge people I mm. I know or are an active or active and hardcore in the Pacific Northwest. How is it in Sweden? Uh, it's about the same. Like, I mean, we're, I've, I think we're 10 million people in the country now. Maybe less, um, and uh, I mean um, the scene is pretty small to begin with, uh, but we have also had c quite a like big, big like sobriety movement in Sweden through the years. So the term straight edge has kind of like been been thrown around outside of the circles of hardcore as well. Uh, so I think a lot of people who wouldn't have like come across that idea to begin with um, uh, have like heard of it because of because of this um, this sobriety movement. Um, but um, yeah, like there's not a lot of people that both both love the idea of like veganism and straight edge. Um, so, like, I think, um, uh, us three in, there, there's three of us in Disavow who are vegan estradage, and, uh, uh, there's one who, uh, who's vegetarian nowadays, and there's, uh, uh, Waste, I think is, like, one of the only vegan straight-edge bands in uh, Sweden as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's like, that's it. Like, that's the only bands that has that, like, a clear-cut uh, across-the-board thing about uh, veganism and straight-edge. Yeah, I think there, I, like, like I said, with a growing, like, vegan movement, there is a lot of you know, vegans and hardcore, but like vegan straight edge is still a pretty like small circle. Like it just, yeah. just even in world, the worldwide hardcore uh, spectrum, vegan straight edge is it's, it's, I always get um, taken back when I'm like, Oh, like, cause I was like with MJ vegan straight edge. Um, and I I forget because I get because I work so much and I'm not always the most social. So I'm just like, oh, 
you don't you're we're at a bar you're not you're not drinking and you're eating vegan food with me this is i forgot this is dope yeah also with like i think i talked about in the last episode charlie like i for, i was like um from he plays in the band ingrown from boise he he was like we went we went down to a local bar just because we were hungry to get some food and they have vegan food and they're like I was like, are you vegan straight edge? Yeah. So it's like, it's always like, sometimes like, I think it's so small. Sometimes we forget, we forget about each other. <laughs> like, just cause like, yeah. there's a lot of people who aren't, there's so many, the, the odds are kind of like against us in that, in that like respect. Cause thinking, thinking like, I never automatically think, oh, this person's vegan straight edge. I'll, I usually will be like this piece. This person's probably vegan. Like, yeah, more more likely that person's going to be vegan than straight edge. And then, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> most of my bar friends, there's a lot of, of my vegan bar friends, but they're not. But they're in no shape, way, shape, or form straight edge. So, uh, yeah, like the, that's. Um, I think the straight edge thing was kind of laughed about in Sweden for a long time. Uh, but it's kind of come back a bit, which I like a lot. Because, um, like, like I, I'm not that much about, like, um, screaming slogans and stuff like that, but I feel just the whole idea of um, not, um, not feeling like a weirdo because you don't drink alcohol is pretty nice. And it can feel kind of like weird to like be almost thirty and like oh shit I still care about like if people think I'm weird and stuff but it's just like it's a nice thing to not feel like you're alone in uh, not like getting drunk every Saturday or something like that uh, and feel like you still want to I don't know hang out with people with like you're not at home like putting together. Um, Puzzles or something uh, <laughs> by your, by yourself. You're not you're like you're not a grandma because because you're like you're sober as so many of my friends like kind of I I don't know they wouldn't say that about me but I I kind of get the feeling that they sometimes think that's what I'm doing on the weekends um, which is uh, weird. Don't knock a good puzzle, man. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. You gotta you, you gotta. <laughs> You know what? You got to get your thrills somehow. Okay, everybody's got to do what they got to do. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's all good. I I completely I I feel like people probably think about think that about me, but I'm like right now I I hold down like um two jobs, a side gig, a family and and do this. So I'm like I keep my it's the same with like kind of the nihilism talk i keep myself busy to like to like not get not let um people's opinions or or my own random thoughts like get to me too much like i i try to fill it with positive things that that mean something to me just like you know work work as itself doesn't mean that that much to me but it but it means providing for my family so that's that's huge um and then doing this show getting to talk about um just hardcore and 
and hardcore ethics. It's um that's how that's how I have fun. I don't I don't see I want to keep myself busy and I want to create um create things and that's like what hardcore is inspired for me is to create and I want to continue like in my free time to create instead of just like I'm down with some downtime every once in a while just go hang out with family watch a movie go yeah. go to the there's a hot tub at my apartment go hang out there but I don't but I don't see I know a lot of people um cuz and I talk about in the podcast quite a bit I I work in bar culture and I work in I work in the um I work in a area that's just all bars and so so it's easy for them after work to just like get stuck and just continue like after work they'll just you know pick up a <laughs> pick a pick a spot at the bar and start drinking right after work and I yeah. see a lot of people my boss included um just end up continuing going back to their same bar cuz they can get discounted drinks and like I feel like that that's a lot of time like not that you shouldn't spend time with the ones that you love but that could that's a lot of time where you could I could that's time where I want to create like my free time like what we're doing right now we're creating conversation like yeah um I, that's way I don't want to um I don't want to waste um that time and I know friends who are like I have friends that work at the same bars that talk about what they haven't gone to shows in a few years and like always being like, I want to go to this show. And like, dude, just you have the day off, just do it. And they end up something inside them tells them that they're just like, I don't, I don't know, man. And then they end up just like hanging out at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I have like seen that happen to a lot of friends like that. They don't, that they lose kind of like, um, um, I I wouldn't say lose, but they yeah they kind of lose interest maybe I don't know. Um, but also like um, I feel like that was one of like the coolest things about like when when I stopped drinking and stuff. Uh, that it felt like I got like a bunch of time back. Like there were no like more planning about. Um, how I'm gonna make like the evening work with getting back and forth between like the bar and my place or uh, the show or whatever uh, and there was no like no hangover to include in like the um, like working out my my weekends or something yeah, and it, yeah. just, it just felt like I had uh, gotten so much time back that I didn't have when I was always focusing on uh, like where where we should get our next drink or something like that. So um, I feel like I I definitely feel like that alcohol culture is uh, um, like a creativity killer, definitely. Absolutely. I, I just, um, I don't want to, I don't want to like go into, you know, a whole long thing of, um, 
knocking anyone for for doing what they want to do, but for personally, no, for, no, no, but no, per, no, no, yeah, personally, I just couldn't, I can't see myself um, doing that going forward, just like with wanting to create a healthy like life um, and future for myself. So that's that's that, but uh, reeling it back into just disavow and um music what if you wanted if you could name like two three two three of like the main main records that influenced you to do the to do like this uh this these current like releases what would they be shit free records yeah um Oh shit, that's fucking hard. <laughs> um, can be just one if you got if that's all if that's all you yeah, got. Yeah, like uh I think um the protester uh 7-inch it might be like identity Ooh, I think it's called. Love. Um, Big protester it's, fan. It's so fucking good. Uh also um like okay Trash Talk, uh, The Wake EP, uh, is fucking great, and, uh, definitely been, like, a vibe that we liked, um, uh, but also more, um, I don't know, um, uh, we, we kind of like Earlier Terror is a thing we like, um, I'm a big fan of um, more um, the more darker stuff as well, like um, uh, maybe <sighs> shit. I have I have trouble coming up with this. It's basically because we like we never started this band as like we want to sound like this, um, so it's hard to like pinpoint certain like. Um, inspirations but uh, to me like personally to me it's been very much um, trash talk and uh, the protester thing I mentioned and maybe like um, uh, Trapped Under Ice has been like a bit of an influence to me as well I, I know it doesn't really sound like that in our music but um, and also like bands like um, I think bands like More Than Life This War is pretty cool as well, uh, lyrically speaking. Yeah. I would say just from my own from my own lens, you can you can kind of see like um with just the like first things listening to this record, it's it's fast, it's 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 angry vegan straight edge, like right off the bat. Um I I love that. Um, there was what you said, like with protester, just being like those fast roots and like fast, fast hardcore. I can definitely, yeah. I can definitely hear that. Um, I, I feel like with, with, um, some of your music, I can, I can definitely hear like, like maybe just an unintentionally just because the, um, geographically just like you can, you can hear kind of like the Swedish roots of just like how, like it, it, it has like a little bit of a heavier thrashier tinge than some other, some other straight edge. And like, I think that might just be attributed to your area. 
because that's like oh there's like we talked a little bit earlier just like there are some like a lot of there are some um crustier thrashier bands in um that are pretty big from uh sweden so there so i think that there is like there is a a splash of that like kind of um thrashier influence in in your music and i think um it it goes pretty well with um hand in hand with um the faster punk influence but yeah um makes for just a a really just a good like aggressive um vegan straight edge um record and that's why i wanted to talk to you like i like i um hearing this i was like this is this is fucking cool. Like I, I don't get to hear it. There's like I said, there's um, the amount of um, vegan straight edge bands um, around right now are are few and are are few and far between. But when there's good ones, there's some there's some really really um, good uh, vegan and straight edge bands. There's some great like straight edge bands. I talked in the last uh, like just straight edge. Like I talked in the last uh, episode about um magnitude and oh fuck yeah how is how does how does magnitude translate this in sweden like is that uh are anybody about like the magnitude or the triple b bands out there i should like we haven't i haven't talked to my friends that much about it but me and robin in disavow talked about it and we we love that record it's um it's pretty fucking good um and um like yeah uh, sweden is big on uh, on the heavy like there's like one clique that really likes the, you know it's uh, it's so heavy hardcore it it's like leaning on beatdown maybe uh, and there's also this leaning that just loves like the more straight up punk um uh, more um yeah, more just like fast thing. Um, so yeah, I, I I would guess like that magnitude really comes across uh, good with like the Sweden Swedish audience. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. Like when I get some when I get a band that's like more like thrash and actual hardcore influence, I like to talk to them from you know just from Europe in general because I know a lot of the places where I consume like. Um, my hardcore get like, or the distributors or the Facebooks that, that share bands from like Europe. There's a lot of, it's a lot of beat down. There's a lot of yeah. bands that have a more like a more like modern, like um, new metal or beat down influence than, yeah. than hard, than, than just straight up hardcore, which in some of those are, are, are fine. It's just like, there's it there's a lot of them to where it gets um um definitely oversaturated in my in my mind and and makes me look at just Europe in a sm- like it it's another thing that like when i see all that it makes me look at um Europe in a smaller lens when there's obviously um in Sweden and in other countries there's so much more than you know than sometimes what we see yeah yeah, like uh, I I don't know the um, 
I've never been a big fan of like the you know the just the music that's just heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, to me, it has to like be a song in there as well. It can it cannot all uh, just be like ten breakdown parts put together. Um, but um, I kind of like that. Um, it's been like a wave of pretty like ignorant music uh, coming up uh, in Europe. That's not just like it's not just um, the like. Uh, and when I say ignorant, I mean like simple, simple, uh, simple heavy, not like technical heavy. Uh, and uh, but I feel that that kind of like um, got into like the fast hardcore as well. So, I, I don't know, it's just something that's very, like, it's, um, it's very exciting about, like, fast music that just sounds fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> no, there is some times uh, where you, yeah, like that a lot. where you just want to listen to dumb music, like, uh, for... Have any of you guys, like, out there listened to the band Tsunami? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I checked it out. Oh my god! It's <laughs> yeah. I sent it around to some friends it's... because, like, this is this is a new new level of fucking dumb. This is uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's fun, dumb though. Like it's it's so like ridiculous, but I love it. Like yes, I don't know if Europe Europe hasn't really got on that vibe yet of like of i don't know like there's been joke uh there's been jokey hardcore bands throughout throughout history like just like thrown in um uh, thrown in here and there and there's band there's like bands like tsunami and like like face wreck being like actively or like on Twitter and like sometimes like actively playing shows and being that stupid is, is pretty fucking, uh, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it is. Um, I have like, initially I have like a hard time with bands being too, like being too much of like the funny band and goofy band. Uh, but if you can write like good songs and just keep like a light fun tone, it's um, it's something else to me. It just um, it just resonates differently, dude. And well, and it's the same group of people from um, from the Bay Area in in California, and it's all it's all kind of the same. Ba- it's all like a little group of the same bands, and. I I I love where like where it's coming from and the intent. It's just, and also like I said, the music is just is just fucking fun. Yeah. So I I I love that, and I I just like talking about like like we talked you we talked a little bit about like um just like beat down over there. Like I've had I've had conver I've had conversations in the past, and I don't really. I don't really care if I'm like I'm not trying to put anyone on blast and some of these are from the old radio show like years ago sure. just bands from Europe that were in that like beat down lane that are 
I think pretty much since defunct that that all they all they talked about was just like the you know they all they could talk about is the breakdowns and talk about like their their breakdown sounding heavier than another band's breakdowns and I was just like it was just like this makes for just like not good content and yeah. as a younger host as a as a host um I've been I've been trying to be a little bit more strict about what you know gets played or goes on my show or what we talk about because I'm like I got to think of I got to think of the listener as well and people don't want to hear that like I think what like having a real conversation about just like just the content of your music talk about veganism talk about straight edge I think there's a lot to discuss but just talking about some like ran just like all some of the bands had to talk about were them going on tour their merch and just just really just like petty vapid stuff that wasn't that's just like uh they weren't really talking they couldn't talk too much about the music and i was just like yeah. i'm just like what's the point yeah, that that doesn't sound very interesting to um, listen to. Yeah, so, and I've had and I've had that like in the in the past. Like I'll be like, this band sounds pretty good, and all they could tell is like we just wanted to sound heavy and we just wanted to sound like this band. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, sure. damn. I was like, why did you why did you agree to this interview? And then, uh, but also, <laughs> but also. Also, you know, shame on me for like being too nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, like I isn't. I feel like that's maybe like a thing that it's not only on in a hardcore, but might be uh, like very, um, uh, like very relevant right now. Is that like some some bands just like or like many bands don't really dare to like stick stick their toe out a bit and have like some sort of like originality to them everyone wants to like be the next other thing because like i don't know maybe maybe it's just me talking out of my ass but it feels like so so many people are like concerned with like uh, that their that their music is not going to like uh go against some sort of trend in hardcore or whatever that they uh, that they are like so very concerned about like sounding exactly like another band that they like um and i mean that's that's just boring i think that's in the just, long run i think that's just a young a young kid mentality too like there's there's like a few there's a few bands i see out uh, out there with the uh, bands that are just like right, right out of high school bands that are so stoked on everything so they don't know what they they don't know what they sound like and they and they sound like a hodgepodge of everything and they don't have their yeah but but i admire their spirit because they usually turn into something pretty cool or their next band turns into a like a really cool effort but then you have people who are who are desperate to have a certain sound I'm not even gonna I'm not even going to to like 
to like sugarcoat it. I had there was a band I remember um in the northwest they talked about how I think the the dude I appreciate him now and he grew and he grew up but he like he was like he they had a a very specific thing that they wanted to sound like and they had a a five year plan. They had a five year plan for their hardcore band. He said that he had a Shit. five year plan and I I straight up just I couldn't I couldn't contain myself. I'm like, calm down, dude. He had a five year plan of how they wanted this how they wanted the the band to go. And I'm like, that shouldn't be how hardcore works. That's that's just like that's just <laughs> Uh, like putting your up, uh, putting yourself up for disappointment, because Bandit. nothing is gonna be exactly like you want it to be, and when it's not exactly like you pictured it, you're gonna you're just gonna be disappointed because it's not like your five year plan or exactly that sound that you were looking for. So, spoiler: the know. band did not last five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they I got... know because I've been in that band. So. <laughs> No, I I agree. Uh, like people want to like, like I I admire anyone who like. There's you know people out there who are like the whole respect the hustle thing. I respect yeah. people who are that work really hard on what on what they do. But sometimes it's it's usually that individual that are that's that there's a few people that are driving a project, and then the people around that project usually like like change like sometimes a band as a as a whole there is no (laughs) there is no like five-year plan like that's why most bands have have lineup changes so yeah definitely uh Uh, so raining it back in oh yeah sorry go for it no i'm like the only band that i can like see that like kept to that is uh code orange i guess uh, they seem to be like very, very dis- like decided on what they're doing, and they like they kept like all their original members. It seems like, uh, and that seems to be a very rare thing if you're if you've been a band as long as they've been during like formative years as well. Uh, I, I I definitely so. agree. I eventually I want to do a whole episode eventually. Um, I've talked about it on just Code Orange from like as soon as they get on the new record out. I want to talk about like from from start to now, just because it's it's not in my opinion not all the music is very is that good, but it is a very interesting. Um, it's an interesting career to track. It is an interesting, yeah. it, from just just like the sta- standpoint of where they are now. It is a very interesting story, I think. But I want to yeah. get I want to get off that. There's a there's been a whole reason why I haven't played any of the new tracks, and that's and that's why. So um, okay, raining it back in to uh, to disavow. Um, pretty much almost uh, finish it finishing up. Um, so you guys put out put out the record. You guys uh, went on. Uh, tour last summer, um, and what what's uh next for your band? Uh, so we got like some fun summer plans. 
Um, that I don't really think that I can. Uh, that's that's uh, that. Say no yeah, more. So that's, a, that's nothing is nothing is certain. Like really. Um, Nor that's the uh, norm. Nothing nothing abnormal about that. Usually something uh, they can't discuss. So I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel but, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we we're we're planning on just like playing some more shows. Um, uh, me, Robin, and Matthias talked about like getting together in the rehearsal space in in um, the next few days and maybe jamming a bit and see if we come up with some new song ideas. So like we don't we don't have like any. Any huge plans for the next year? More than just uh, continue like playing shows and um, maybe writing a couple of new songs, um, and it, that's just like very exciting. I think because uh, I was very happy with how the last last thing turned out, and uh, it feels like um, uh, we really like found something that's uh, going to be fun to continue working on. Uh, that's no, and I I'm a big fan of the uh, of the full length. Um, so as far as as the full length's concerned, everything like it's looking like everything uh, distribution wise is all all European, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so you us U.S. cats got to pay that shipping. Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I think Useless Pride has some that's released, uh, that co-released it with the Epidemic and Re- um, Refuse Records. Has some sort of deal with the distribution through um, Deathwish, but I think it's just a European store. So, um, yeah, we don't have any, sadly we don't have any distribution um, uh, in the US. So, People have to pay the shipping costs. So, any last things you would like people to know about Disavow before we uh, finish this interview up? Oh shit! Um, like, con- continue like uh, having a look at um, our um, our social media if you want to follow the band. Check the record out. We're all very happy about it, and. Um, I don't know, just um, uh, talk to your friends about stuff that's bothering you. Ask your friends about stuff that's bothering you. Um, Don't be so afraid to be vulnerable uh, amongst people Um, because um, shutting things down is just going to mess you up. Absolutely. Also, um, quick record note, shout out to Will Killingsworth for mastering the record and having hand, having his hands on pretty much every good um, piece of music the in these last few years. Yeah. So straight straight up. So check out the um, the latest Disavow LP out now, self titled, and uh, get some get to some uh, music, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Air, Two Hours of Hardcore Radio. Enemies in my mind No one understands me Away 
Interested in having your band played or interviewed on the show? Hit us up on our Facebook at facebook.com slash deadairhardcoreradio.
make sure to give us a like on Instagram and Twitter at DeadAirNWCZ. Motherfucker. Shout out to Anton from Disavow. Check out their uh, self-titled LP out now. Um, good shit for fast, angry, 
um, hard ass vegan straight edge hardcore, especially in um, you know. Check more Swedish shit out. Um, I've been trying to dive more um, into the history of stuff. Um, like I said, uh, as far as my cultural lens, it is. It's not. It's not super wide. So, with an exception of like people that have sent stuff to me or things that I've, you know, dove into periodically. So. If you hear me name drop something like it's the first time I hear it or I get like excited over things, it's because I'm I'm as an older person I'm I'm still discovering uh, someone who's into his thirties. I'm there's still a lot of things from the past I'm still discovering, especially from all over the world. So I just I'm just a uh, I just listen to things and I like them. I'm just gonna keep doing that. I'm I'm using that as my uh, my shield from anybody who's trying to get up my ass about something. Cause I know there's a few of you out there. Anyways, what was I? Where were we gonna? Where were we gonna go with this? Um, so, like I said, submissions. We talked about submissions. The rest of the show is all ba- is all has all been based on submissions and if you're in a band you have a friend that's in a band or you just listen to something that you're like I really want you guys to hear this there's a few ways you can do that Um, every once in a while I will post a thread when I'm trying to uh, pump the well of uh, of hardcore if I feel like I've been exhausting all my other options and or been playing too much of what other shows have been playing i want to you know break that habit real fast and try to be a little bit different especially if you're someone who listens to a ton of these style podcasts and or hard or radio shows and then you hear like oh man he's playing the same fucking song so now (laughs) hardcore hardcore radio shows and podcasts are becoming like are becoming like pop stations that's not what I want to do at all. So moving on from that, um, there are a few ways to submit. One is um, a Facebook thread when I do post them, but please don't wait till that. Cause I do that only every two to three months. I'll post something and to get people. And also like I said it on there, I said it on the um, post. If I post that shit, Please, um, please don't continually send me the same thing over and over again, especially if it's the same exact release that I don't, I don't need that in my life. Like I'm like either there's one or two things have happened. I have played it. So stop sending it to me because I don't want to play the same song or I've just like, or I'm not. It just does not fit the format, and I don't have time. I mean, you can keep sending it, but I'm going to I'm going to straight up ignore, and I'm gonna get mad if you start getting mad. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm trying to be a little bit more thorough with the way I accept music. There was a time in the past when I was trying to gain a listenership, and that I and I was a uh, kind of part of the KGRG train and playing a lot of trying to fill a lot of requests for bands musics and playing a lot of a lot of random shit so 
I don't. I want to cut the monotony out of this program and just play things that I can get behind a hundred percent. So, ways to submit: go to Facebook.com/slash/DareHardcoreRadio. If you want to post on our wall, do it. If you want to send a message, do it. Also, we have Dead Air NWCZ at both Instagram and Twitter. Instagram's probably going to be better than Twitter because honestly, I am not on Twitter that much. But you can do still do it. I'll look on it, but I don't. I don't post on Twitter. Anyway, the final one and one probably most successful is email deadairnwcz at gmail.com. And uh, I'll look at it. I don't have a super, super, like, my email is not too much, too cluttered with uh, with spam at the moment. So uh, I do have a few a few things here and there, but I'll, um, I will definitely get to it right away, uh, like 100%. So do that shit. Also, you can get to email via deadairhardcoreradio.com. There's a tab for the contact. You can just literally just tap the button, type the email, and it'll go, and it'll submit. So that's something to think about as well. And it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty easy. So we'll uh, try to quickly go through these and talk as much as I can about um, these submissions before we're done. So we started off, um, so we did disavow with uh, eyes and abstain off the um, self-titled LP, like I said. Check that out. Then following into submissions, we had a submission for a band called Night Feeder from Adrian, who's uh, in good touch. Uh, This is a a newer Seattle band, very crusty, um, metal-influenced, heavy and fast um, kind of, I I kind of talked on um, some of the bands, kind of like um, like Disfear, a little bit of uh, what what was Wolf Brigade, Wolf Brigade, so it's a very kind of fast rock and roll vibe that's going with uh, with a Night Feeder, and also has what you would want from uh, from the type of. Uh, Artwork, lots of bats. Um, the font kind of looks like the monster font, but I'm not hating. So, moving on to that, we have um, a band called Stip, which is I think I'm sure I'm pretty sure it's there. It's a uh, short for the short term illness and injury plan. Could be something else. I'm not sure. Didn't deep dive into that, but it's noisy punk rock from Seattle, Washington. Shout out to all the Seattle um, listeners and people who are sending me that shit. That's dope as hell. Um, check it out. Three song, three song release, free on Bandcamp called G Wiz. It's kind of what you would expect. Kind of. I don't want to go with the egg punky, but <laughs> kind of egg punky. Let's let's. And that's I'm gonna leave that where it lies. Um, then we have a re- um, request from another from a band who we played a few years back um, called Half Cross um, Half Slash Cross. Um, 
they label themselves as false grind. Um, I definitely hear um, a little bit of PV influence in there as well as like there's definitely some modern hardcore and crust influence as well but all kind of delivered in a very fast um, fashion so I'll leave you to label it as you would like um, 14 songs they have a looks like they have an almost 6 minute song and then the rest of it is um, they have a hoax cover that's 227 and the rest are under a minute and a half and I think that kind of just evens out the song lengths, which is fine. So it's really good. I really like the song Dangly Earring, which we played. Uh, I have no complaints here. Like fast and then hits a cool, a cool ass mosh part at the end with some good, good ass vocals. Count, count me in. I'm down. Sign me up. We're almost, we're almost out of time. So we'll get to the last song on the list um outcast um i believe that was sent from one of the people in the band and um james from time impressor was like play this shit and i was like dope um this band is from kentucky uh i definitely we talked about ill communication having like a cold world um type uh type thing going on and I straight up, like, I listened to it and I kind of listened in the middle. And I was like, okay, it had like kind of the Cold World butt rock style vocals. And I was like, all right, I'm down. So check that out if that's your vibe. Um, I don't know if this is correct, but it looks like they're supposed to be playing in France this week. <laughs> I think that might be wrong. I don't, I can't be, it just like one lone date in France. I think there's some confusion there. Um, another one that, which was uh, James from Time and Pressure, told me to check out um, as a band that they're gonna that Time Pressure is gonna be doing a split with fairly soon um, called Discourage. Um, they are. Let me get that music back up. You motherfuckers from Bay Area, straight up fucking. Uh, punk hardcore um what what god damn it sorry i am sorry discouraged i can't with a definitely like a 90s youth crew um vibe going on with uh with these three songs on the winter promo we played burden we're going to i mean we're gonna play burden check it out that's uh i think that's our time oh yeah that's definitely our time thanks so much for listening Listen to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Catch us next week. Please. Thank you. Bye.